Hi, and thanks for joining us for another episode of Enlightened Conversations. Each week, we invite guests to share their views on the world, work, and their personal lives in an enlightened way. Our hosts have been chosen especially to role model just how we do an enlightened conversation. This episode is produced by Michelle Lightworker and sponsored by the Lightworker Foundation. Michelle Lightwork here and welcome to Enlightened Conversations. I love the way spirit works and how synchronicities and alignments happen all the time in our daily lives and I like to say with Enlightened Conversations we're all about role modelling, intuition, we're actually role modelling how to broadcast intuitively and how to have conversations that are enlightened um, and not planned and scripted and so this is really interesting the way Sue and I which we'll talk about in a little while how we got together but I just want to formally introduce Susan Nicholson to you because Susan has an incredible history of helping people and um, sharing her enlightenment across the globe. So Sue Nicholson is one of Australasia's most loved and most gifted psychic mediums. It could be because she's amazingly accurate or it could be because she's overwhelmingly compassionate. Gotta love that. But it's most likely because she is real. Well, hello. Welcome to my world, girlfriend. (laughs) Sue is without a doubt the people psychic. Her authenticity shines through in all aspects of the work she does and she touches the soul of everyone she meets. She she believes that she was put on this earth to help as many people as she can and she will not stop until she feels that her work is done, which I love that too. It's beautiful. It's calling. Uh, Sue is currently appearing on the Qantas Award winning uh, TV2 series Sensing Murder. She's regularly appeared on the TV NZ One Breakfast Show Good Morning and she continues to work to wow audiences throughout New Zealand and Australia with her hit show Answers from the Other Side. Welcome Sue. Hi Michelle, nice to speak to you and thank you for inviting me onto your program. Yeah, I've been looking forward to it and how you say synchronicity is just amazing. I Everything is um, meant to be at the right time, meeting the right people, the right places, etc and information coming through when we need it and when um, it's there for us, it's just tucking into it. And the universe has done that for us today. Yeah. Absolutely. I actually had, just to explain to everybody that is watching this particular episode, I actually had someone um, who was unwell today and they couldn't turn up to record. And I was wondering how that was going to work when I, I was contacted by your agent to appear on the show and I'm thinking oh I'd really like you in but it's so full and I'm and then that happened and it, it's like spirit just created on within 24 hours at an opportunity a window and I feel like the way I responded to that other person was well divine timing it's all in divine yeah. timing yeah. you've got to trust that and I yeah, think the, right. yeah. the, and we the wish more, them well we wish them recovery etc oh, and their absolutely. time will come when it's meant to be etc and that's the way it works yeah yeah. Absolutely. And I think like we shortcut ourselves to peace, we, get, we take it peace shortcut when we yeah. do that, don't That's we? That's right. I find that, you know, people say to me, things happen good and bad in everybody's lives, in yours, in mine. We're, we're not perfect. We have things happen to us that are not good. But how I've learned along the way, you know, things happen for a reason and people go, why me? Am I a bad person? Is it karma? Is it this? Is it that? 
I just say, what you've got to do is deal with what is presenting you at this moment. You're not meant to be in that place. You're not meant to speak to that person. It is the way it's meant to be. It's not because you've done something bad or you're a bad person. Just go with the flow. It was not meant to happen. Like some people go for a job and they really, really want it, but they're not meant to have it because there's something else better that's going to turn up. They want a house. They're not meant to live in that house, etc. It might be the neighbours are not good. You know, it's not what they wanted when they got in there. So I don't look at it like that. I just think, okay, the universe is showing me something and I'm learning from that something instead of being pulled down by it and thinking, oh, why, why, why? Just go with the flow and things will happen, you know, and something else will come in. And that's yeah. how I look at life. Yeah, I, I do too. I do too. Um, I, I, I can totally relate to what you're saying. And, and you know, it's like I don't believe in good or bad or right or wrong. It's more experiences that serve us for our enlightenment yeah. rather than yeah. that's good, that's wrong, that's, you know. Um, I think we can, again, short cut our way to peace when we do that and joy as well and, and yeah. faith because we know that the universe has always got us our back and, yeah. and everything serving a purpose. And do you find that's challenged? Like when, when you're working on like a show like Sensing Murder and you're, you know, um, I guess there could be a lot of judgment towards people who have murdered, um, you know. Do, yeah. do you find it challenging to, to, to stay with that ethos or that framework? Yeah, that energy. I'd say, and I mean, I've always had this ever since I was four years old. So to me, it's very normal. I don't go around seeing dead people and things like that. I mean, you just have to learn and just have to, um, you know, I'm, to me, I'm very normal. I have my normal life. Then it's like I said to someone the other day, there's two of me. There's a psychic suit and the normal suit. And I said, I'm not schizophrenic or anything like that. But this is how you have to work. You have to have some normality in your life when I'm working I'm working and that's it I mean things will come through you know if someone's around I'll go I've, I've got somebody you know I may be with a friend and I say I've got a message for you but they understand that I'm not working in that energy 24 7 I'd say sensory murder was the most challenging thing I've ever done so far in my life in this type of work and um, it really is being put on the spot with just a photograph upside down and you have wow. to sit there all day and they don't say a word to you. And you've got to be accurate. You've got to be 100% right. And then they will roll a map in front of you and you've got to pinpoint, you know, first of all, when I work, I go, okay, I'm putting up an identity picture that comes in front of me. So I go, it's a woman. She looks like this or it's a male. The body was found or the body wasn't found. And then I work backwards. Um, their personality, they were married, had children, single, where they lived, all of that. They want everything. How old was she? What did they do for a living? Everything needs to be put down because you can't make um, a series on someone saying, oh, it's a woman and she was stabbed. That, you've got to put everything in there and you've got all the cameras watching you, the producers, the sound, and they're all staring at you with these big lights. And it's like, whoa, it's so hot in the room. <coughs> Excuse me. And um, it's like what I feel trust, believe, and have the faith that they are going to be there. Otherwise, I'm going to look an idiot, you know. So always, they've always been there for me. They've always come through. And, um, you know, these cases... 
um, some of them are terrific what's happened to them. You know, I just, I can't, the new series, I can't talk about that, but there is a case where I've worked on, I don't like working with children. You know, it's very hard when a little, when a child comes to you and seeing what they've been happened to them or what they've done to them, you know, and it just really plays on my mind. And you have to kind of work through it in your own way, but it is the most stressful thing I've ever done. And then, I've got to go in a car and I've got to point to where they were last seen, where the body was, if the body's been found, where their house was, what happened, all of it. I've got to go, go left, go right. I call it like, you know, we have a GPS in our cars, you know, that will detect us. I call the GPS, he's God's personal signal. So <laughs> zooming in and that, that telling me, so I call GPS God's personal signal. Love that. Zooming in and um, I'm working with the energies, with the clear sentience feeling, you know, walking into a house and I'll go, okay, the body was found here. And I sense where it was, where it was, um, what happened to them. I mean, what in one particular case, the person, I went to the house and she was stabbed 39 times. Uh, You know, that's a frenzy attack. And Yeah. um, yeah, so working with that and you just go in there do your job and I you know and just kind of heal that soul you know that I'm their voice basically for them I'm their voice yeah oh wow I love, I love that I love that you're their voice, I, like you're their voice. Yeah, I, yeah. I think that that is a beautiful way to describe how um how I, I feel like that's what's really lacking in in, in most relationships when someone passes over, the ability for a person to really listen, that the person's still there, they want to communicate, and it's very uh, uh, often very frustrating for the person on the other side that, that, that they aren't being heard or listened to. Um, and so it's wonderful that you're actually, especially if they've got things that they want to share or say that they feel un, incomplete about and that they need to work through yeah. what's happened for them and come to terms with it and have that support. Yeah, it's because we're their voice. We're their voice. And, you know, some awful things can come out in the media about the person. If they could have, I mean, you know, some of them, okay, they had to sell drugs to get by. It doesn't mean they were a bad person, but, you know, they were trying to live their life the best that they could. And so, you know, it's just them explaining why it, it happened, why they did that, why they had to sell drugs to feed their children, etc. And, you know, things like that. And it really hurts them. So, you know, things that have been said about, not just because they've been murdered, etc., but also just people who have passed over and things that have been said where sometimes I get it where the wife has heard that the, the husband had an affair and he never did. He never had an affair. And he can't voice his opinion and everybody's talking about him and he never did anything, you know? And it's really hard like that, yeah. I find the hardest ones to work with and, you know, to help them heal is suicides. I do a lot of suicide cases, you know, because yeah. um, <clears throat> they say we've got to help. We live in hell every day. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, it's not something that happens when you... When you um you know, when, you, when, when you're crossing over to the other side that you're thrown into, it's something we create every day, absolutely. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's right. It's very true. Yeah, yeah I feel, 
I feel like I can I can really empathise with you um, on on both those levels because when and I did talk about this in a previous episode, but I do want to tell you um, part of the, how I got into doing my line of work um, was I was a counsellor and around about 2000 and I think it was 2001 when the event happened was my brother murdered my my three nieces and nephews in a suicide you know but he survived so he you know he he's in prison now so that that happened um to our family but what happened after that was that they made contact with me straight away and that was the beginning of me learning my abilities so it's you know how we talk about how you just said before everything happens for a reason i you know i look at that that if that hadn't happened i just wouldn't have stepped into my gifts so you know it's 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 personal um but it also taught me a lot about uh having a high level of compassion for people who are struggling and who are wanting to suicide as well and it is and it has given me the ability to have a high level of compassion for the confusion that often follows children when they pass over and how much help they actually do need to understand and come to, because they're, they're still little i mean they could be an old soul but still developmentally they're very little and emotionally they to, yeah they need to understand why or you know looking at what to uh, when they're small and something happens like that they think they've done something bad and they haven't why would daddy or somebody do that to me um you know so they need i mean they get the compassion on the other side anyway because they look after but also they need to understand on the earth plane as well you know by connecting because a medium means we're in the middle you know when we're connecting and bringing it through from the higher realms of consciousness through to us to deliver it as we hear, see and feel it. And that's why a medium is, that's how I see it, you know, in the middle, you know, and that, that's what it is. But, um, you know, I'm a counsellor as well. I do a lot of things, you know, I do counselling as well, not just spiritual readings. I, I, you know, I'm a trained counsellor. And I work with a lot of people because suicide isn't the answer, you know, um, it really isn't. There's answers and solutions to everything. But when you've been in that dark time or everybody has been down at some time, there's been waking up and going, I feel fed up today. And there's like waking up and saying, you know what, I'm going to end it all. You know, there's different levels of degree of being um, depressed. And so when you're in that dark energy, in that dark tunnel, it's like you can't see any light at the end of the tunnel. And it doesn't matter how or what anyone says to you, you can't get out of it. I know it because I've been there. I committed suicide and that's why I help people. I've been yep. there. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it is, you know, it's just, it's desperation. It's just that you can't cope anymore, you know. Someone says to me once, um, people who commit suicide are the most selfish people. I said, you know why it takes a lot of guts for people to do that. You know, you've got to be in a real state to actually do that. And I don't think that's right to say they're cowards or, you know, selfish or whatever. They didn't get the help or they didn't know what to do in those circumstances. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's desperation. I was suicidal as well when I was 20. I hit a rock bottom and 
um, before I went into recovery for an, from an eating disorder and I, I hit a rock bottom. And I remember that feeling of desperation. I really felt like there's not, I don't know what else to do. It was like, you just don't know what else to do. And no, you just right. easier to be dead is, is literally the thought process, you know? Yeah. It, it yeah. just be easier to be dead. And from what I've learned about suicide is it's not over. There's still so much learning and processing to be done when someone has actually suicided. Yeah. That it's, yeah. it's an illusion to think that ending it on the physical plane won't, will end your journey of, of learning and there's yeah. still more work to be done. So it's a lot easier to be done here because people can actually hear you here. Yeah. <laughs> people can't hear you um, a lot of the time. Yeah, that's right. And the, and the thing is, it's, you know, again, everything happens for a reason. And that person who actually takes their own life, it's like throwing a pebble on a lake. They're the pebble and they disappear, but the emotions still continue with their family, their friends around them. They will either bring them together or pull them apart, you know, Absolutely. and everybody learns something from it, you know, Absolutely. and that's why. So um, it is very hard. Yeah, but yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm fascinated with the fact that, you know, you've, off, you've obviously got to this point in your own spiritual journey, in your own spiritual connection, where spirit has actually said to you, okay, Sue, so we want you to stretch really big. We want you to know you can do it. And this is the assignment we've got for you. You're going to, you know, with the Sensing Murder stuff, you're going to da 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 Holy cow, Sue. Like, that <laughs> is incredible. That, that you've been given that spiritual assignment. I mean, wow, it must have stretched you oh, big time. Yeah, it, oh. and, um, I would have to have, because when I do, um, you know, when I go out and do a case, I'm not allowed to talk to anyone about it. I can't come home and talk to my husband or my children. I have to be silent about it. And it's, that's the hardest thing because I have to process it in my own head of what has happened. And then I work through it. And sometimes I would go and have counselling because it's just a massive burden thinking, could I have done any more? Could I have done this? Could I have done that? You know, but I just know that I was sent in there for a reason to help them and to bring more information. You know, you do get the sceptics, you know, and they say, well, you've never solved a murder or they've never done this or that. I actually did solve a murder in Fiji. And they got them. It was a contract killing. And they, I said, I told them where they lived, who they were, and there was five of them. And they killed the wrong person and were after the one that they should have. Okay. And so it was father and son. And they killed the son instead of the father. And so they were after him. And I said, this needs to be done because they're going after him. And they got them. Anyway, but, you know, I go in there to do my job. I'm not a detective. I'm not a police officer. I'm not any of that. It's like I look at myself as a builder. I'm building a house. I put the frames up and the roof, etc. Then I go out and the plumber, the carpenters, the electricians come in. That's not my job. I go and do and do the foundation of what I'm building and then I leave it. And that's what I do, you know. So but yeah, you know, there's all and also, Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. I was I was feeling like as you, were, as you were speaking, I was feeling like um, you provide part of the picture, but there's all these other learnings around that picture that are happening as well. 
So the people watching and learning things, perhaps they're tuning in as well and they're sort of going, oh, I feel that it's, yeah, over there as well. Like while they're watching it, maybe it's, it's polishing up their psychic abilities too. I remember when I was watching The Medium um, and that, that television show and I was telling my, my partner at the time what was going to happen before it happened on that show. And so we don't know, like, you know, you could say... Um, you're the star, but in, in effect, it's like we're all doing it as we're watching. It's kind of part of the reason why I started enlightened conversations too, because we're as as we're talking and we're feeling into what's important for us. My sense is, is that other people are as well, and they're getting clearer and they're getting clarity on it. And so shows like Sense in Murder are helping people to develop their skill base and to understand um how well really a lot of things on a lot of levels depending on where they're coming from in their own head and what they're ready for yeah that's right and i've just can you see me because i've disappeared you're you've disappeared oh okay you've frozen the screen actually froze so sometimes it does do that that is weird it's it's like if i can get back in there here we go. Okay, you're right. I said to Spirit, what am I going to do? Because I don't have a clue. No way. Go up there and press that back again. Okay, that's good. You know? um, yeah. But Alison Dubois, I've met her. I've met Alison Dubois. And she's yeah. very nice. She used to do the court case too. She's not allowed in court now because they said it was a conflict of interest. It was quite interesting. You know, she's not allowed to do cases. Um, in yeah, right. anymore. yeah, that's interesting, anyway. isn't it? And so, do they are they saying that she can't be in court doing cases because um, be, of her ability? Her ability. Wow. I'm not, I'm not allowed in New Zealand. I'm not allowed on a jury service because of what I do. Yeah, I'm not yeah. allowed there. I'm not allowed to sit in a jury service because they said it's a conflict of interest. Yeah, so it's okay. quite interesting. Yeah. It is because I believe everybody has psychic ability and intuition and that we're all on the journey of unfolding that and strengthening that. So I, I'd be curious to find out when, uh, how, do they want unconscious people on the jury? Is that is that where this is going? Because that's kind of interesting, isn't that? Yeah, well, that, that's right. I don't know what they want, but it's interesting. Yeah. And so, I mean, you know, 2017 is going to be a very interesting enlightenment year for light workers. Yeah. Agreed. I um, The more I have contact with, with um, the people that I'm working with for this show and also for Lightworker Advocate magazine as well, yeah. I feel that this is expanding at an extraordinary rapid rate that there are so many people now coming into this because when you think about the amount of people that you have in contact with and then everybody else has their circle of influence and it's massive really what's happening. So I kind of feel like the, I, I'm in agreement with you that 2017's ridiculously like an argument on steroids. And also Spirit says to me last year, it's like, um, it's like there's the ones that say they can do it but they're working from ego, they're going to be shown. Yes. You understand? It's like they're saying these ones that are, you know, saying they're this, that and the other, and they're calling themselves light workers, they actually, Spirit says to me, they're wolves in sheep's clothing. 
and they're going to be shown and they're going to be shown for who they really are, okay? Because there is, I'm coming across quite a few of them, you know, so. I, I agree. Yeah. You know, yeah, and and this is how I see it, is that um, people who are stepping into, like, ownership of their psychic abilities but haven't yet stepped into that compassionate heart place that unites and is about the we, not about the me, they're the people yeah. that actually... Uh, are going to find that um, the society are catching up with uh, what I call unity consciousness, which is we're all connected and it's all about all of us all the time. So we're all teaching each other everything all the time. And so if you yeah. can't see that, if you think my job to teach everybody, I'm the one, I do it the best way, people can, will literally smell it and they'll see it a mile yeah. away and it will turn yeah. people off. And that may create so, some... I love teaching because I do workshops and retreats and I love teaching. And I say, the first thing I say to people when we're there, I go, right, I'm no different to you. I don't like being put on a pedestal because I, I can't stand ego. I just don't like that. And I say, I'm here to learn from you and you from me. It's a two-way thing, you know, and I'm here to help you. And that's how you know, I look at it when I'm working with people. And then, you know, um, then they go off and practice what I've shown them, you know, and then they may show someone else. So it's a ripple effect like that, you know, which is really good. And, um, you know, I just said I'm very normal down to earth and, you know, we're all here together to learn. And that's how I look I at it. Yeah. I'm really, I'm really passionate about that too. And on my website, I've got we're all here, teachers and learners in this life or something like that. I can't remember the exact words, yeah. but that's yeah. big writing on the front. It's like, yeah, you know, whoever's going to come there, they're going to know, yeah, okay, I might be able to, you know, have channeled through like work practitioner training, master certification, all that. Great. And some people will learn through that, but yeah. I'll learn through the baker on the corner, and I'll learn through. I mean, we're all te we're all yeah. teaching and learning each other. It's not um, mm. yeah, exclusive just because we get yeah. to a certain point. We're always learning. I, I'm a very down-to-earth, yeah. fun-loving, everyday person too. Um, in fact, I, I, I yeah. felt so passionate about that everyday message I wrote, the Everyday Lightworker Bible, just to how to be an everyday, how do, how do you do your connection everyday life, like just be yeah. a kind person and, and to connect with yourself and other people. Um, and so I'm, I'm with you. I... I don't like the guru tag. Um, no, I don't. I don't like that. It just no. I just don't like it. You know because, yeah. um, as I said before, we don't need to be put on a pedestal. You know, and when I teach, I say you may have been to different workshops, and that's okay. If something doesn't fit with you, that's okay. You know, it's it's just everybody works differently, but we're all going for the same goal, the same aim. You know, and that's what it's about. Yeah. You know, so, you can't say one's better than this or you shouldn't do that or whatever, you know. I yeah. agree. And, and I, 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 th I feel like we attract the teacher to us that teaches us the perfect lesson, whether they're in an enlightened form or whether they're in some other form that is perfect, yeah. even though I'm not, not perfect, they might look like yeah. the perfect asshole. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, That's but, right, I know. Yeah. Perfect. 
you know, uh, what's what's on the uh, horizon for your year? What what are you planning on? Uh, obviously, we're, we're well, rolling got, out. Um, one hundred and twenty six shows. 126 shows on stage. I've got workshops, which I do level one, level two. And I've got a Bali retreat, which I'm doing in October. So we do level one and level two. So the people who went to my level one, um, pretty, you know, they can go to level two and um, do that. So I love that. So that's in Bali in October. I think we're weeks over there. We'll teach them. It's a lovely place, I, you know, the, where we have it. It's beautiful. It's called the Royal, the Royal Beach, and it's um, a resort, and it's beautiful there. So I love that. So it's going to be very full on. I've got my – I'm in Sydney at the moment, and I'm go, going to see um, the person who's just finishing my book because um, I've got one out, and that's been out for quite a bit. But my new one's coming out, so hopefully – It'd be about March, April that it will be out. So I'm going to meet up with her and go through it all. It's been in the pipeline for many years. I would jot things down and put it aside. And I thought when the right person comes up, then it will be okay. And then she came into my life and it was, we just collect, you know, you know, when you connect with somebody and she loves writing and she's an English teacher and she's just loving it. And she's very spiritual. So she's doing an amazing job. I get yeah, such so. a good yummy feeling around this. Yeah. That's awesome, isn't it? Beautiful. Yeah. And your your um yeah. I was just gonna say, just uh your um performances like on stage, are they in New Zealand? Are you planning to do New Zealand or are they everywhere? No, they're in New Zealand because two thousand and sixteen I've done Australia and then I've done some work in New Zealand, but this is all um, the North Island and the South Island in New Zealand, yeah. So I live in Windy Wellington in the North Island. I live in the North Island. And so yeah. I've been, I'm English and I've been in New Zealand now for, I came 1979, December 1979. And Spirit told me that I would be going to a faraway place. And I thought, because I didn't come out in the spiritual closet for about 28, 20, 30 years ago. So nobody knew I could do this. I kept it a secret. And my yeah. husband came home and says to me, I'm a, how do you fancy going to New Zealand? And I just, because he didn't know what I could do. And he said, I'm applying for a job. And I went, you'll get it. And he goes, oh, no, there's a lot of people after it. And I said, yeah, we'll go. I've got a, I, if I was bringing a message through, I'd always say, I have a feeling, instead of saying spirits telling me. You know, so people were more, they were okay with me saying, I've got a feeling. You know, and they'd say, your feeling was right. You know, that was right. So... And then we went to New Zealand and I hated it. Couldn't stand it. I had no family, didn't know anyone, etc. But that's where my work was start, meant to be. Because if I lived in England, I would not be doing what I'm doing now. I just wouldn't be doing that at all. I know that for a fact. So they had to move me out of that place. Because, um, you know, I just find, um, you know, I've never been trained. You know, I don't feel people need to be trained. It's, it's what it is and just working on that. And I needed to be away from England and everybody else to be isolated, to really tap into it. That's the way it was. And so, yeah, so I love New Zealand. I love Australia as well. You know, and I come back and forth because my daughter lives in Sydney. So, you know, that's where I am now visiting her. But, you know, I just love it. Yeah. Oh, that's a beautiful story. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely. a big story. 
I can relate yeah. to that because I, I remember in 2005 when I really allowed myself to get quiet, I took some time off work. Oh my God, it was just like, everything started to switch on big time. I couldn't stop it. And so um, the retreats are good, you know, going to Bali, um, people giving themselves that space to really just be in, this, in the zone of yeah. where, where, where they're being called to step up to. Um, yeah. But you, Dylan, like, and Bali, me, me, I love Bali, just to let you know, I'm, I'm a big Bali fan. I love going there and I've, I wrote a book with my husband in Bali. Like the energy is so high there for us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, New Zealand, I love New Zealand and I've been hearing a lot of, from a lot of different people um, around the energy um, there and how much there is that yeah it's really yeah. activating oh, i love new zealand when i went to new zealand in 2011 uh sorry 10 10 i absolutely loved it i could have stayed there so much longer just from the sheer fact that i just loved it um yeah. but um yeah maybe I'll, I'll have to come over and, and visit you and um yeah, yeah. Uh, come over and visit me in uh, wellington you'd be most welcome yeah yeah that would yeah. Be lovely. yeah so you know it's just uh, we're small, you know, and, um, you know, but the energy that's there from the land is so powerful, you know, to, you can feel it, you know, the vibration of it. And so um, there's a lot of spiritual workers there per population, really, compared to other places. Yeah. And um, yeah. But it's nice. I mean, South Island's beautiful as well. When you go down on the ferry from... The North Island, you go across on the, the water, Cook Strait, and beautiful scenery. It's, it's really lovely, you know. So it's a different energy and vibration, but it's all good, yeah. Yeah, and it's interesting, the earthquakes as well. Like, my feeling, my sense around the earthquakes is that it's about shaking things up. The last earthquake that New Zealand had, I actually woke up at the time it was actually happening. I didn't know it was happening. And I vomited, um, yeah. and I, I don't even remember the last time I vomited. You know, it was, it was just, so whatever was going on, whatever it was unleashing, it was just, um, and it was on that uh, super moon or whatever that oh, moon yeah. was. Yeah, that's right, yeah. yeah. And yeah. I felt like the, the, the lunar energy was just pulling stuff out of the earth. But, yeah. Um, and yeah, and I felt like it was unlocking some um, really strong energy in New Zealand um, as well. I, I'd, be, I'd be really interested to actually go over there now and compare what it feels like to, to be there now. Like, 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 yeah, yeah. That was um, super moon because, you know, we're 75% water and the moon actually alters the um, oceans and the, the um, tidal waves as well. And it alters us emotionally as well because the moon because yeah. alters our state as well so it's very interesting the super moon yeah as well so um, oh. it stirs things up yes yeah. it does so, uh, it was a really interesting process to find out the exact time that it was <laughs> what, yeah. what's going on <laughs> it's like okay um i'm not usually that sensitive to moves and blah blah i don't know uh sometimes but more likely than not, I must have shifted a lot of stuff over the years that I don't get that affected by the moons now. But that that was a doozy. That was. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I know. Yeah, I was actually in the 
I had um, about, 15 about 15 months before the big earthquake in Christchurch where the buildings come down. I was in a dream and I can in interrupt my dreams. I can ask questions in my dream or if I don't like it, I'll come out of it. And I was standing in, in the main part of Christchurch and all these old buildings were falling down. And I went, oh my God, where am I? And they said, you're in the South Island. And I went, I'm out of here. And I remember looking around and then it was on the Friday and the Saturday morning I got up and said to my husband, there's going to be a big earthquake in the South Island, but I don't know where about because I just got out of it. And he says, really? He said, you're sure it's the South Island? And I said, I asked in my dream and it was the South Island. So anyway, we had one about six months after that and it wasn't, it didn't do any damage or anything. And my husband said, was it that? And I went, no, we're talking about buildings are coming down. And then on that day, we were in Christchurch. We went to look at a venue. And I remember getting out of the car and it was very still. There was no breeze, no birds singing. There was nothing. And I said to Spirit, and it was 10 to, um, it was 10 to 1. I said to Spirit, what would it like to be in an earthquake? And they said, you're going to feel one within 10 minutes. And I went, What? We got into the building, we sat down um, because the person, the conference person wasn't there and they said, they put us in a restaurant. It was packed with elderly people because they were having a meeting, a com like a luncheon thing. Sat there and I started to look around and going, those urns over there are all struck down, that's fine because we've got to get out of here. And within that time I looked up and the, you know, my husband ordered coffee, I had the tea and it moved and I, he went, God, feel that and I went, yeah, and then suddenly it went. The walls come up, everything was crashing down and we had to get out of there really quick. And when I got out, there I was in my dream with the buildings coming down, exactly. I said, this is it, yeah. So it was just wow. panic, it was just terrible. That was really, really scary, you know, because Imagine all the lights went everybody was screaming in the streets, animals were running around, water was coming out, holes in the floor. It was just unbelievable. No traffic lights were working. It was just chaotic. It was really bad. Do you feel like, do you, do you feel like your dream prepared you for it or do you feel like it was more that, you know, you still had to live through the whole process emotionally anyway and it didn't really help that you had the dream? Because I know some people, like, they go, I don't want to dream it, I don't want... Because they're... They, they don't, you know, they don't want it to happen or they don't, they shut off their psychic abilities too. Um, yeah. Because they I don't want both really. It was, and I would do counseling with people who had been in that because I said, I know where you're coming from because I was in it right in the city, you know, so um, <clears throat> I could relate to it to say I've been in a massive earthquake and I know where you're coming from because, you know, people get um, the trauma still carries on today with them. Yeah. You know, yeah. and um, it just, they're just so frightened. They tremble, they feel, gives them a, that panic attack, you know, and it's really hard for them. Yeah. I, I wanted to ask you this too, like um, your shows, are, they're called Answers from the Other Side, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. I really like the title of it because... For me, um, a lot of the a lot of the time when people go to like a psychic show, um, it's almost like that they they're there to kind of test the psychic for proof that 
the other side exists. Yeah. But the name of your show tells me it's taking it one step further. This is about let's get some answers here. Let's not just dilly dally around the fact yeah. that yes, yeah, but let's get let's get real, people. Yeah, that's right. Well, what happens with my shows, Michelle? Mine are very, very different from other people. I want to educate them and I want to bring spirit in as well. So I have a Thank big screen. Pardon? Thank God. Thank you. Yeah. I have a big screen and I show them like the signs. I'll be going, okay, this is how, first of all, I start off about how our thoughts create our reality. And so I do that and I go, okay, a man's coming in now, so I stop and I'll go, I've got this man, sometimes I get the name or what he went to and he'll show me where he wants to go and then I zoom in on that and then I actually start working and he's telling me things about the family then um, somebody else will come in <clears throat> I go back to the screen and then somebody so it's full on really full on all night so when people go away because I, I probably do 20 25 readings you've got to be quick you've got to be fast otherwise it's like for the people who are not having a reading, it's like watching paint dry. <clears throat> They're thinking, oh, hurry up. You know, people stay with somebody half an hour. You can't do that. You've got to be quick. You've got to give the answers. You've got to give them information that's coming through, what their loved ones want to say. And then I say goodbye to them. I say thank you, you know. And sometimes they hang around or they go, can I just pop again? I say really quick because I've got this other person waiting here. And then we go back to the screen and then... People say to me, wow, even though I didn't get a reading, I've learned so much tonight that when something like, you know, there's a feather there, they give us signs, butterflies, the room will go cold, the lights will flicker, or I'm giving them all this information. They go, that happens to me all the time. Or a son comes through that was at their funeral. It's a message from their loved ones. And I'm telling them how to tap in and talk to them. You know, and I say, we That's all have so this ability. Good. You've just got to trust it that it's not yeah. your imagination. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah, because it, it feels to me like then you're, what you're doing is, is instead of them sort of thinking I'm watching paint dry or whatever, so it's like, actually... You know, if I stay with this, I could learn, okay, that's how she saw that, blah, 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 and really maybe start to create their own shortcuts. Because I like to say, look, we can create all our own shortcuts with spirit. Let's just, like, train spirit to, like, tell them. Like, okay, send me a white butterfly whenever I need to know that it's my grandmother that likes, like, white butterflies. You know, whatever. And um, start to create our own spirit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I used to do it as a child. It was so funny. I was coming from the airport and I asked them a question. Then I could hear them laughing. I said, right, if the answer is meant to be yes, I want you to show me, um, I want to see a, um airport trolley away from the airport and I want to see a shopping trolley just put somewhere. So we're going along, you know, from Sydney Airport. We're driving along right now. What's there? They went, look to your left. There's an airport trolley. I don't know how we got there, but zoo, oh, about an hour from the airport. I don't know how we got there, but anyway, I went, okay. I said, but you've still got another one to do yet. And then they told me to look somewhere. And there, as I looked down by, there was like this bit of water or something, was an old trolley, a shopping trolley. I went, thank you. <laughs> they laughed at me. 
you know, and I ask them all the time. I challenge them, you know, and they just think, okay, we'll do it, you know, <laughs> that's okay. And um, I've always done that ever since I was a child. Yeah. Yep. So, that's so yeah. cool. I love that. I, I, I just did the one where I said, okay, if, if I need to do something, show me a yes. And, and, and I imagine I had like a little blackboard in my brain. Even though I'm highly clairaudient mainly, really, um, yeah. I, would, I would I'd probably get the feeling next or first. Um, and then the, and then the, the um, hearing, primarily it's hearing first. But um, then I'd get visual. But I was training my clairaudience, clairvoyance up, sorry, my third eye to, to, yeah. to turn on a bit more. And so I said, look, if, if, if I'm meant to do this, show me a yes or show me a no and show it to me on a blackboard. And I really found that was an awesome shortcut too yeah. because yeah. people think, you know, you have to do it a certain way or it's not clairvoyant. or Actually, that's rubbish. You can train yourself to yeah. teach spirit how to communicate with you, find your way, you know? Yeah, that's right. That's exactly what I say to people is just go, you do what you feel is right that works for you. You don't have to... There's, there's no set of rules put down that you have to go A, B, C. You can go Z, Y, X, whatever. As long as it works for you, that's okay. There's no rules and regulations about how to work with spirit or how they're going to communicate with you. Everybody's different. Yeah. Yeah. I have a really um, interesting question that's just dropped in from spirit. Um, and I'd like to ask you, like, what is it that you're really passionate about? in changing the world? Um, I wish people would be more um, loving to each other. You know, I just can't stand nastiness and hatred and all of that, you know, because, you know, there's a lot of bullying around, you know, there's a lot of people and children, adults, they're bullied. And I was like that when I was a child. I mean, I've even been bullied by me doing this job. And I just think it's awful because there's no need for it. And it's really trying to all work together in compassion, harmony and peace. And that's what we need to do. It just feels like people are fighting with each other. And, you know, look, at, I never watch the news because it's, it's just too depressing. You know, the news. And I wish they'd make a channel that has a channel once, even if it was just once a week, with all the good things that have happened. Like somebody was rescued from a car or this, that, and the other, you know, something really good that people could look at and say, the world isn't that bad, you know, but they focus, the news focuses on all the bad things, you know, yet there's good things out there, but they don't show it to us, you know. So I think I just wish for peace and harmony and love to come to this planet, you know, and um, that unity is one. You know, it doesn't matter where you come from, what religion, or what religion causes wars, you know, that's a thing. You know, but um, coming all together as one, maybe one day it will be, you know. So it's just helping people to tap in to their intuitiveness, their psyche, whatever people want to call it, and work with that. Because we're spiritual beings in a human form. And this part of us is very documented. Then we go home. You know, we go home, some of us will be reincarnated, some of us won't because we've done the journey that we're meant to do and learn what we're meant to learn and meet the people we were meant to meet and that will be it, you know. Or we will come back again and look at it and, you know, we not repeat but make things better. You yeah. Know? And that's basically 
you know that that's my thoughts on it i love that i know when you're on this show because you're creating good news today like you know with your attitude and how you see the world and how you see life even you know in the darkest corners there's light that you're bringing to it and i feel like that's awesome like you're you're living the change that you want to see the world to create you know um love and unity um on it so that's an it's awesome that you're doing that work i know that it's you i know that it's difficult that that there's a lot of pressure sometimes and judgment but people we need you you know and um yeah yeah, that's right that's yeah i know we we just got to spread the word basically you know and no matter what people think of us that's their stuff I don't buy dinner anymore, you know. I just think, well, that's okay, you know. Um, you don't have to understand how I work. You don't have to understand what I do. That's okay. That's all right. We all have our opinions, but don't be nasty about it. You know, just get on with what you're doing, but try and make good some part in your life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I'm, I'm with you, honey. And um, I just want to I want to thank you again for putting your hand up to, to, to do this at, in the spare yeah. of the moment. Um, and I'm, I'm really a fan. So, you know, I'm, I'm really excited to, to see your body of work and to see what you're doing and to (laughs) connect with you and, and yeah, you're, I'm really cherishing the, the, what you do here and how you're doing it and the energy that you're putting forward into the world. So thank you so much for, for joining us. Yeah. Well, thank you for inviting me and, um, for your time as well. Time. Time is precious, you know, and how we use it. Every minute is precious. And so yeah. thank you for that. That's lovely. It's beautiful. Yeah. You're welcome. Before, before I say a final goodbye, I just want to make sure people can find you. Now, your website, can you just remind me what that yeah. is? is it- it's www.suenicholson.co.nz. And I do have um, psychic medium Sue Nicholson on my um, Facebook page as well. Yeah, Beautiful. so I put like quotes on there and affirmations and I have competitions and, you know, positive things on there. Yeah, to help people. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. Oh, thank you so yeah. much again and look forward to keep connecting with you. So, yeah. thank you, Michelle. And we'll catch up sometime, you know, we'll, we will. Our, our life will come into an alignment. Okay. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. Well, God thank bless you. and thank you so much. Okay. Thank you. I'll see you. Bye. Bye.